Hi, my name is Roberto. And in this video, I want to talk to you about behavioral science. And specifically, I actually want to talk to you uh, about one specific psychologist, one very influential, widely renowned psychologist. And I want to make a tribute to him. I talking about one of the largest exponents of psychological science, and that is none other than psychologist Albert Bandura. And I have to say that sadly, Professor Bandura passed away just recently, but I dare to say, happily, he left behind an enormous amount of work that is, like I said, widely recognized. So, in this video, I want to just go over a bit of his work. I want to talk about what was his specifically his main influence on my work, on what I do, on my ideas. So I thought the timing was proper because of course he's passing, but also because I have always wanted to talk about what I wanted to, um, yeah, what I want to talk about <laughs> in this video, you know, which was, like I said, one specific piece of influence that he uh, had on me based on one paper that he published. The paper that I want to talk about is one paper that he published in 2005 and the title of this paper is The Primacy of Self-Regulation in Health Promotion. So maybe you can already see why or how this inspired me. Literally, in the title is the primacy of self-regulation. So, I have to say, well, this paper was published in 2005. I did not read it until 2014, so almost 10 years later. Um, but it made a huge impact on me. And at the time, I was again trying to decide where I had to go with my career, what I wanted to do. And right now, I just want to guide you about some key ideas that I found in this paper. And yeah, I just can say generally that I think this paper, which also reflects on the body of work of Professor Bandura in general, it reflects and it validates the importance of self-regulation in our lives. And I say self-regulation, but you could also know this uh, in the term of self-management, self-control, self-anything in the framework of this channel, also of self-primacy. But first things first, in this paper from 2005, the first thing to know is what I just mentioned, that actually Professor Vandura uses the terms of self-regulation and self-management interchangeably. You know, he doesn't make any distinction. He doesn't, uh, this paper is not about defining these concepts, but he just does this. And this is something that I have seen in behavioral science on and on, you know, there are so many concepts that overlap a bit and they all, or most of them start with the prefix of self, and then it's something else. And some of them are more specific or try to be, some of them are uh, tailored to a specific context. For example, self-care has to do a lot with health, but self-regulation, self-management, self-care are usually referring to very similar processes. But I want to I want to quote 
uh, one part of this paper because this quote changed my perspective or I will say it confirmed a lot of the notions that I had at that time when I read it. Uh, and right now it has been more than uh, six, almost seven years ago when I did. Um, but this is the quote and I will try to not paraphrase it a bit, but here it goes. It says, or Professor Vanduria said, self-management is good medicine. And he said that if the huge benefits of these few habits that are implied in self-management were put into a pill, if that was possible, then it would be declared a scientific milestone in the field of medicine. That blew my mind when he, uh, the way he put it, when I read it, I remember where I was, I remember how I felt. If you put self-regulation, if you put self-management, if you put self-care, if you put, if you allow me, self-primacy mindset in a pill, and you could give it to people, and you could give it to individuals, it would change their life, of course. Because what are we talking about? In, in the realm of health, you're talking about avoiding smoking, avoiding alcohol, staying physically active, um, you know, managing stress, managing our activities, pursuing our goals. If we could put this into a pill, of course that would change. Uh, the field of medicine <laughs> it would change the world. But of course that was a very... Uh, he was trying to make a point. He was trying to sell the idea that self-regulation is so important in our lives. And then he moves on in this paper and he starts laying down these kind of principles about self-regulation, principles that I will also consider self-evident. At one point, for example, he says, you know, individuals continuously preside over their own behaviors. This is a reality. This is a fact. You know, we are all controlling our own behavior at any moment. Sometimes we do it more consciously. Sometimes we just become aware of it and don't know exactly what to do. And most of the time we are kind of reacting uh, to stimuli or we're trying to kind of exert some control where we let, ourse let ourselves go. Um, but he was starting by this point. And one of the key statements that he made following this line is that no matter what factors can influence us in this process of controlling our own behavior, if we want to achieve lasting behavioral changes, and I'm quoting him, to produce lasting behavioral changes, it was only possible to do so if individuals develop the means to exercise control over their motivation and over their own behavior. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, no, 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 it doesn't matter so much what happens outside. It doesn't matter what other factors you can talk about. The key factor here is how each one of us can actually exercise control over our motivation, control over our own behavior. So I just said here, you can see how he started to shape or to basically confirm and guide my mind into what I now try to promote as a self-primacy mindset and he moves on in this paper then he starts talking also he refers to core basic techniques and strategies related to self-regulation 
and he starts talking of course about habits he says habits are not changed by an act of will he says that it actually takes the exercise of motivational and self-regulation skills so he's talking about skills things we can train things we can practice and he refers to three generic functions of self-regulation and he specifically refers to self-monitoring he refers to the adoption of goals goal setting and he also describes self-reactive influences and he talks for example about setting up incentives for ourselves or looking for social support in our goals so he's saying okay you need to monitor things you need to have a clear goal and you also need to set up some kind of incentives set up some kind of pressure for yourself and that's the way you can start controlling self-regulation so in this paper like i said so far he just starts laying down fact after fact that just blew my mind at that time and i'm sure even though this is you know just one paper by him it probably had an impact on many people who read it and uh, i assure you that if you can get your hands on this paper it's it's very accessible at, at this point in 2005 and there was already a legend in the field so he just lays down all these principles and it's very 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 uh, influential what he's saying what he's transmitting but what is the next point and the next point even in 2005 which is already <laughs> some time ago um, he lays down also some issues with behavioral science and he starts talking and I what I hinted about before that there are so many overlapping topics there are so many overlapping terms that uh, sometimes make things confusing in science and then if it's confusing for scientists then when they are communicated they tend to be also unclear for the general public so when people talk about self-management when people talk about self-regulation people are already wondering okay what is this and what is the other is there a difference what what am i talking about or what am i supposed to understand but it's not just that uh, bandura in this paper talks about the theories the theories behind behavioral science and they face they face the same problem where they use similar terms to refer to different things or maybe sometimes they are more specific in certain terms or certain terms are used more broadly and this creates confusion sometimes he also mentions it, it fractionates uh, the knowledge or the the concept that is trying to be captured um so yeah this is a problem that already in 2005 and probably i know for a fact even before that there were researchers already noting this is a problem theory building in science is a problem and part of what I, I'm trying to do also with this channel and, and with my own career as a psychologist and as a researcher is to not only involve scientists, not only involve scientists in this process of, uh, of finding the right terms or of defining the concepts. I feel that we need the general public to do this. It cannot be from our ivory tower where we decide what's what. Sure, science has its methods, but it has to make sense in the end. And that's one of the points that also Andrea later addresses, and I will talk about it. Specifically, he says, almost at the end of this paper, that one of the merits of psychological theories, and I will say of scientific knowledge, should be, or must be, its social utility 
he literally says this. He says it's not just about how good it is, uh, how good a te theory is in explaining or having predictive power, you know, to make hypotheses or confirm them and then keep building that. It's not just about that. But he also says they should have some social utility. And he defines it also as a kind of operative power to guide psychological changes. So it's a psychological theory or a scientific knowledge, a piece of knowledge, a piece of uh, refined uh, knowledge that has already been tested and proved doesn't have some use for individuals and in society, then what's really its, its merit, you know? And he says that this should be it. It should be usable by society and the individuals in it. And he actually nails down one of the potential applications or one of the potential uh, operationalizations of this social utility. And that is actually what I study now because he starts talking about the development and the implementation already at that time it was possible of a self-management support system. You know, he says through computers, through a computerized system, self-management could be supported for many individuals and the system could be maintained, could be guided by one single implementer that's how he puts it. So Professor Bandura at that point was already hinting towards the potential of technology to support our behavior, to support our self-regulation, to help us stay, uh, stay healthy, to help us pursue our goals. And this is one of the topics that I have been pursuing in my career so far. And I hope I get to continue to do this because that's what driving me so far. And keep in mind that in this platform, I have been talking about behavior change and all of these techniques in a general way. I have not yet addressed how technology can support us. But because I also think that it's, it's a skill, just like Bandura mentioned, we first need to learn a lot of things. We need to practice things. And that is not always uh, that common because we have not been taught to do so. But Bandura in this single paper addresses both points. He says individuals need to learn this. And then he also points out individuals can be supported. If science develops theories and those theories can be used to create systems, that is the social utility. That is where we want to go. We don't just want to predict uh, behavior. We just don't want to explain behavior. We want to be able to give something to society. And that also had enormous impact on me because now uh, I want to apply the psychology. I want to make it reachable for people. And this is something that I, it really uh, showed me the way of how I saw myself as a psychologist and how I saw myself as a researcher. And you know, the fight is still going on. I'm still trying to, to become that. I'm still trying to, to put myself in, 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 under that perspective. And I also try to promote it. I think it's something that the scientists we should do. So what can we conclude? Well, I can tell you, or like I told you at the beginning, you know, I, I really think that this paper uh, specifically validates a lot of the potential of self-regulation, self-care, self-management, however you want to call it. But these processes of controlling our motivation, controlling our behavior, 
having some self-control, conscious self-control, systematic self-control, mastering ourselves. This is something that can really not just change our individual lives, but by doing so, and the more people that does that, we can also, of course, change society, our institutions. We can just make it more common to have these kind of processes, share experiences, and as you know, that is one of the pillars that I'm trying to promote. So anyway, I hope this uh, relatively brief overview of this paper and this reflection on Albert Bandura's work uh, gets you curious at least. I think if you can get your hand on this paper uh, or on any of his works, which are widely available right now, I think you can really uh, invest some time in it and trust me, it's worth it. You can always find a good nugget that can help you think about your own process of self-regulation, of self-improvement. So anyway, I would also like to note that I have said before I, many times that I don't think science has all the answers, but especially in, in this video, I can say for sure that science can surely provide many of them. It can surely provide many answers. And if not, it can surely get us closer to answering all of them. So just think about it, try to use it for your own practice. And if you have some experiences that go different or that add up to what I'm, what you find in, in scientific papers, just put it together. It, it can surely work well. And that's the ideal case. Make it, as Bandura said, usable for you. Give it some social utility. So anyway, I would love uh, if you can share your thoughts about uh, Albert Bandura himself, about his works. What do you think? What do you know? What do you want to know? I will be happy to share more about him and what I know or what I can find out about his works if you're interested. But as usual also, I will really appreciate if you can support this platform by liking the video, by subscribing to the channel, by leaving me a comment. And remember, I am trying to promote this mindset, self-primacy, that is actually about learning, about practicing, mastering, and about sharing strategies and techniques to control our own behavior. So, uh, yeah, thank you as usual for watching this video. And I hope to see you again soon. Goodbye.